You're listening to the weekly sermon from Clarkston United Methodist Church in Michigan. We are a church dedicated to connecting people to people and people to God. To learn more, visit us at clarkstonumc.org. Today's scripture comes from the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 28, verses 1 through 8. After the Sabbath, as the first day of the week was dawning, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary went to see the tomb. And suddenly there was a great earthquake, for an angel of the Lord, descending from heaven, came and rolled back the stone and sat on it. His appearance was like lightning and his clothing white as snow. For fear of him, the guards shook and became like dead men. But the angel said to the women, Do not be afraid. For I know that you are looking for Jesus, who was crucified. He is not here. He has been raised, as he said. Come see the place where he lay. Then go quickly and tell his disciples, He has been raised from the dead, and indeed he is going ahead of you to Galilee. There you shall see him. This is my message for you. So they left the tomb quickly, with fear and great joy, and ran to tell his disciples. The word of God for the people of God. Let us pray. Good and gracious God, let the words of my mouth and the meditations of all of our hearts be acceptable in your sight, O God, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. Well, Christ is risen. Christ is risen indeed. This is my favorite Sunday to come to church. I don't know about you, but I love Easter Sunday. The flowers are beautiful. The music is wonderful. The brass, uh, all of it is perfect. And then at the end, we have the perfect exclamation point to worship with the hallelujah chorus. It feels good today. We feel full and full of joy. We come on Easter more so than on other days to celebrate and to give thanks. It's a day that we don't want to miss, right? Although sometimes we come because that's just what you do. You go to church on Easter. It's part of the tradition, part of the celebration. And sometimes maybe we come because that's the family expectation. And maybe we come just because it feels good. It's exciting, it lifts our spirits and it makes us feel hopeful. Or maybe we come out of a sense of longing. Maybe we come for reasons that we don't fully understand. The tradition may be what drives us here, but something within us pulls us here to this moment of remembrance and celebration and hope. We come for all kinds of reasons, with all kinds of expectations. Now, when you're a pastor's kid, you constantly recognize that the things that you do and the things that you say could one day make it into a sermon. (laughs) And I've promised never to talk about a child without asking them first, and so I do have permission today. Uh, But uh, over the years, my kids have said some interesting things when it comes to Easter. Actually, when it comes to a lot of things, I often hear them say something and I think, oh, that'll preach. I'll use that. (laughs) But uh, when it comes to Easter, they've said some things that 
totally reflect their personality. Uh, my daughter Allison is nine years old, but I will never forget when she was three years old, she and I were watching Mr. Rogers. Now, it was a rerun, and it was just after Easter, and I was talking to her, and I said, oh, Allison, I was so sad when I was pregnant um, when Mr. Rogers died. And she looked at me, and she looked at the TV, and she said, you mean he rose from the dead? <laughs> and then we talked about what a rerun is. <laughs> And sometimes as a pastor's kid, you do things because you have to. Okay, a lot of the time that's the case. When my son Ben was a preteen, he was commenting on having to go to all of the worship services during Holy Week. I said, well, it helps us to remember what happened, that Jesus died and he rose again. It's an important time. And he said, I don't think I've had any problem remembering all of that. <laughs> And then I have a friend whose daughter said to her on Monday, Thursday, is tomorrow Sunday? Do we have church? And she said, no, it's not Sunday, but there is church tomorrow. It's Good Friday, the day that Jesus died on the cross. He died again? <laughs> no, it's the day that we remember that Jesus died on the cross. You mean we forgot all these years? <laughs> I guess it's a unique thing we do, remembering every year the death, the resurrection. The kids are right, how could we forget? It's not that we do. We come today because there's something powerful in the ritual that makes the memory more poignant, that ignites something within us and keeps us faithful. We come because if we're honest, sometimes we do forget. We do need to remember because the world can make us forget, can make us doubt, can plague us with uncertainty when tornadoes are flattening and guns are killing and war is raging and the church is judging and the kids are bullying and others are starving and friends are arguing and fear is dominating. We can simply forget the death on the cross and the resurrection the gift of new life and forgiveness and the promise that God's will is for life, the triumph over suffering, we can forget it all as we are consumed by all that's going on in our lives and in the world. So we remember that the story begins with a generous God, a God who chose to become human, to live here on earth with us, to show us a new way of life and of love and to teach us about a loving God who offers grace and who says that there is nothing that can separate us from his love. Of course, whenever we talk about unconditional love, some people get angry. They don't like the message because it means that the people that I don't like are loved too. And it calls us to question the things that we know or the things that we think are the rules, the things that we've been taught. This happened time and again to Jesus through the work that he did, through the ministry that he shared. He was threatening to people and they didn't like what he was saying. And because of this message that he taught by healing and feeding and comforting and standing up for those who were being threatened and eating with those who were deemed worthy and by breaking the laws that were meant for the heart and by turning over the tables in anger, he was sentenced to death. 
and he died a gruesome death. The result of the sin of not listening, of not loving, of not being willing to hear a new word. But a loving and generous God who sent his only son was not willing for death to have the last word. And so on the third day, Christ rose and God had the last word and love won and Jesus triumphed over death and sin and fear and hatred and suffering and we can too. That's why every year on Easter, we come to remember. When the women came to the tomb and found that Jesus wasn't there, the angel said, now hurry, go and tell his disciples. He's been raised from the dead. He's going on ahead of you to Galilee and you'll see him there. I've given you this message. Can you imagine what it must have been like for them? I mean, everything that they had just been through, those women, how confused they must have been. They saw him die. They saw his, the dreams that they had through him die with him. They saw how those in power condemned him or wiped their hands of all that was happening. They saw the brutality and watched as the one they loved, the one who loved them, suffered and died. How could this be? I mean, what would you have thought when the angel said Jesus rose from the dead? That's pretty amazing. This Lent, we've looked at Jesus's life and ministry. We've remembered once again his teachings and healings and how he empowers and challenges and calls. Through his story, we have found our story within. As we've seen the way that Christ calls us, how Christ deems us worthy, we've recognized the healing power of Jesus and seen the way that healing can come through words of forgiveness and letting go. We've sought to let go of our shame, to see our eyes with the, ourselves with the eyes of Jesus, and to be a part of the kingdom of God. We've even joined our voices in shouting, Hosanna, Lord, save us, because there is much to be saved from in this world. And even still, sometimes because we are human, we doubt the power of Jesus and the ways that he uses us. And we stand here at the empty tomb, dumbfounded and doubtful, wondering if it's all really real. McGray Vega said, when the women stand at the tomb, the angel is saying, don't look, don't just stand there to figure out what to make of this good news. If you do, you're gonna miss it and you won't understand it anyway. Instead, go, get up. Get going, get moving, get active, and go see this Jesus for yourself. The story of the resurrection is nonsensical. It baffles us. It's hard to believe. We see it in the women's hesitation. But when they saw, when they heard the voice of the angel, they left and shared the good news because they knew that God needed them to do something about it. And so they went, they saw for themselves and they went and they shared the good news and in so doing grew in their faith and became stronger as they proclaimed. Life may push us to places of unbelief, doubt, uncertainty. Maybe we've forgotten the story. Maybe we just struggle to believe it. De Vega says that in the gospel account of the resurrection, Matthew is telling us if you're not in a place in your life 
where you can believe in the resurrection, then start practicing it until you believe it. Or John Wesley, the founder of Methodism, said, preach faith until you have it. If we really want to remember the resurrection, to embrace it, to believe in it, then we've got to get to work doing the work of resurrection. The work that proves that love wins and that ensures the triumph over suffering. Work that is generous and unconditional and hope-giving. Work that calls us to walk in the footsteps of Jesus Christ, knowing that he walks with us. When we come alongside those who are hurting and comfort those who are grieving, love those who are on the margins and deemed unclean, feed the hungry and clothe the naked, welcome the outcast and put love into action. When we say children matter and justice matters and hope matters and how we spend our money matters and we live like it really does matter, then we are doing the work of resurrection. Remembering that love wins and hope prevails. And the more we do it, the more the resurrection is real to us because the reality of the resurrection is that it didn't happen just once. It happens anytime that love wins and hope endures, that life comes out of death, that suffering is ended and grace is offered, that generosity is extended and people are fed and given faith and hope and companionship all in the name of Jesus Christ. When resurrection happens, faith is renewed and hope is restored. The women at the tomb went and saw for themselves that Christ is risen. And when we go looking for the resurrection by doing the work of resurrection, then we too will find it and believe it and remember and experience Christ's gift of love for us. We will find freedom and hope and peace. So friends, let us continue to walk with Christ. Our journey does not end with Easter. As we walk with Christ, may we do the work that Christ calls us to do, the work of resurrection. For today we know that Christ is risen and death has been conquered. Christ is risen indeed and we simply are not the same. So we go from this place to share the good news in all that we do. Amen. You've been listening to the weekly sermon from Clarkston United Methodist Church in Michigan. We are a church dedicated to connecting people to people and people to God. To learn more, visit us at clarkstonumc.org.